he said, and this is not going to change. And he was very honest and he said, you are fat. Tipping the scale at 362 pounds, Stephanie knew she needed to make some major changes. Find out how this mother of three dropped an astounding 192 pounds and is on course to lose even more weight on this riveting episode of A Tale to Tell. All right, I'd like to welcome my guest Stephanie Mraz to the podcast today. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, this is exciting. We're about to hear the amazing story of how Stephanie lost an astounding 192 pounds. So... I think I'm as anxious as our audience is to hear about all this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as much as I want to dive right in and ask you how you lost 192 pounds. Yeah. Which, by the way, I've seen your photos. Um, I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, That's I mean, a fair quite, response. Quite, quite honestly. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been training people for yeah. almost 30 years and I've, I've had some great successes with people. Yeah. But 192 pounds is, is pretty astonishing. So before we go there, let's just really look at um, how you got there. Yeah. So if you don't mind telling us all how you gained all that weight before we hear about yeah. how you lost all that weight. Yeah. So let's go back in time, of course. Um, so I have two kids. And so I think a lot of that happened after I had... So I'm, I'm a young mom. I had my oldest son when I was... I got pregnant when I was 19, had him when I was 20 years old, almost 21. Um, and I think after that, I had just a lot of life things happen, you know. I have a have a story, as all of us do. Um, Absolutely. So a lot of that was, like, depression. Food became my solution and drinking alcohol. And I call it living my best life with no exercise, no, you know, anything. So I just ate and ate and ate. And then after I had my oldest son, I got married. So I met someone, you know, you fall in love and you just kind of, you don't think about those things. I didn't. It's a very common thing to do where you just, you're going out to eat all the time. You're just, you know, doing all these things. Well, I think I found myself doing things I had never done before. I never ate out before. I, I couldn't afford it, you know, college student. I was young. I didn't really do it in high school. So then all of a sudden you're 21, you can drink alcohol, you can go to Taco Bell whenever you want. So I found myself really doing that all the time. A lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. And my husband's parents um, and his family owned a restaurant in Silverton. And we went there all the time. And it was so absolutely delicious. So I found myself just eating all the time. Food was not... I, I don't think I had the education then, most certainly, of food. I couldn't really separate it from emotions and, you know, all those things. So then I had my second son and I gained 80 pounds in my pregnancy while I was pregnant. Just during your pregnancy. And a lot of it, like people are like, how did you do that? Well, this is how, I mean, a breakfast really for me consisted of like five or six donuts and then like the donut roll, something from Starbucks, you know, a cookie. And this was like every single day. This was just, I just became your new habit. It just became a habit and it was an awesome habit and I loved it, you know, but then for lunch I was having like a full blown meal. So, you know, that's like something from sizzling Siam, like our local Thai place with four egg rolls, 
you know, and it was, um, my mind and my body didn't talk to each other at the time. So that means I was full, I was physically full, but I loved the food. It tasted so good. So I didn't stop eating. I didn't stop even though my body said stop. So 80 pounds during the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. and then you just continued to build upon that for how long? Correct. Uh, Um, So probably for another year, I want to say. So Braxton, my youngest son, is seven. So I think he was almost a year, maybe a little after he was a year old. And I continued that cycle. I gained about another 100 pounds. I mean, and I didn't even, I didn't own a scale. I never got on a scale. I never... Wore jeans. You just wore a lot of sweatpants I and just baggy wore, clothes? Or you know, I wore yoga pants and big t-shirts. Or I wore, like, my husband's shirts. Like, you know, the bigger sweatshirts. Sure. And so there wasn't accountability. There wasn't um, anything. It's funny because I remember wearing Spanx. So, you know, you can buy, as a woman, you can buy Spanx, like, at Walmart that go, like, all the way up your stomach and go down to your knees. Sure. So I would wear this Spanx and then a tank top on top of the Spanx and then a dress. So it's like when you look in the mirror, you're looking at something that's 100% flat and you don't really know what your body's doing unless you're like in the shower or something mm-hmm. else. And there was no accountability for me. I just didn't really know, you know, anything that happened. So, so you truly didn't really, you didn't realize you were gaining this much weight or did you I, just kind of... I think I just didn't really care. Blocked it out. Okay. I think I just didn't, like if I'm being honest, I think I just didn't care. I was... Even when I was heavy, at my heaviest point in time, I never looked in the mirror and hated my body or myself, ever. I never, you know, I hated things like getting tired after putting my socks on or tying my shoes or not being able to fit a towel, but I never hated what I looked at in the mirror. I never looked in the mirror and thought to myself, wow, Stephanie, you really overdid it. So you were pretty comfortable in your own skin. It wasn't like you woke up every day being depressed because you were heavy. Mm -mm. And I think that was part of, I was also really young looking back. You know, I was 25, 26 years old. So I had two young babies. And so I think those stressors in my life at the time were way more of a stress than anything else. Okay. So, you know, that is kind of how I gained weight was really just eating what I wanted, when I wanted, all the time. I mean, I would send my husband, who was so nice, this was my husband at the time, I would send him, you know, oh man, I'm feeling like some Baskin-Robbins. And so he would go to Baskin-Robbins and get us Baskin-Robbins. Or, you know, I feel like Doritos, a whole bag of Doritos. And so we would go and get the Doritos. We would go and get the McDonald's. Or sure. the top. I mean, we literally just, we wanted it, we got it, we had it. There was no structure of food. Okay, so now... I uh, and probably everyone wants to know. Yeah. So you I'm I'm hearing about 180 pounds. Yeah. This obviously yep. tipped at about you know 192. Yeah. What was the tipping point? Where did so you what is, happened that made you say, "Okay, yeah. there's something seriously going on here?" So, and this is probably the scariest part about my specific story is that it was never me looking in the mirror and hating what I saw or feeling. I got physically ill. So I basically woke up one night in the middle of the night um, and I was violently ill. So we're talking vomiting and then some severe pain that came Abdominal that. pain? Or? I mean, the abdominal pain, I cannot, you know, I've had two children. I cannot describe how painful this is. So we went to the emergency room in the middle of the night. They thought, okay, maybe you just had some food poisoning. So here's some um, pain medication and, you know, it'll kind of go away when it goes away. Next morning I woke up, I was perfectly fine. I felt great, 
you know, no big deal. I, I went on about my life. About a week later, the same thing happened at the same time in the morning. And every time it was around 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, one, hmm. one or two, um, I woke up. I was violently ill. And when we say violently ill, we think I was throwing up. And when you think about the food that you have in a day, I'm like, when is it going to stop? Why is it not stopping? I didn't oh eat that gosh. much today. So you're probably throwing up bile as well. It right? was absolutely, yes, it was awful. So I went to the emergency room again. I had um, an ultrasound, CAT scans, I mean, x-rays. They did the whole works because I was like, listen, I was just here a week ago. Seems something is wrong. They were like, nope, your gallstones are fine. Everything looks fine. We don't know what's going, you know, go home. Pain, pain medication, go home. I thought, well, okay, this is just really weird. Maybe I got food poisoning in again. Well, then two days later, the same thing happened. So we went to the emergency room again. And my brother actually had to come and get us, and you know it was like this whole thing, and I was just screaming oh like violently in the back in the back seat. My brother was like, "Okay, wow, this is crazy. I didn't. Now we believe you. Like something weird is happening." So we get to the ER, and I just happened to still be getting sick that day. Like I got the abdominal pain first for some reason that time. I had thrown up a little bit, but not you know very much. And the cycle of what my body was doing was the same every time. I woke up. I had. Um, Gas, what do you call it? Uh, gastric reflex mm -hmm. all day. So it would start about noon, and I would burp the taste of throat. You know, gastric reflex, and oh the taste would get worse as the day went on, which is how I knew I was going to be sick. Two o'clock in the morning, I woke up. I had diarrhea, vomiting, abdominal pain, and then I couldn't move. So finally, I went to um, Digestive Health here. And I had an upper endoscopy, a colonoscopy. I had every test under the sun. And this doctor who just had no bedside manner but also basically saved my life, he literally said, listen, you have physically nothing wrong with you. You are putting way too much bad foods in your body. Your body cannot break down the acid that you're putting in. Your stomach can't handle it. There's, there's nothing in there breaking it down. So what happens is it's piling up until it has nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So it's not you know, most people lose it by, um, you know, going to the bathroom like normal people. My body just wasn't bringing it down. So that's why I was throwing up so much because it had nowhere to go. Yeah. And he said, and this is not going to change. And he was very honest and he said, you are fat. If you want to do something about it, change the way you eat. That's it. Take some Zantac. Wow. And so did you listen? What um, did you... Not at first. At first, I was like, well, you're rude. I'm not fat. And that was like, I hadn't processed. She I really think, didn't believe you were fat? I, no, I really didn't believe that I was what he said that I was. So I, you know, went back home and kind of, you know, told my husband and my family what he said and just kind of like went on about my day and my life for another, I want to say, month until it happened again. So I hate to interrupt you, yeah, but. Yeah, no. I think it's important for everyone to understand that you're not a big one. You're not tall. Yeah, you're, I'm how tall five, are you? five, five, two. Five, two. Yeah, five, two. So you're five, two, and right now you're about 180 pounds. 180 pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I just wanted us to all yeah, try to so, get a picture of this. So And I think that's the hard thing about, like, I blame dresses and the color black mm -hmm. and all these things is it's very easy to hide things from yourself, like the mind, like the mental thing that you have with yourself when you're heavy mm -hmm. is very easy. I, I mean, I would do things like get my nails done and a pedicure to make me feel good that I didn't even realize were covering how sure. I actually felt about my body. And, you know, that's taken a lot of, you know, therapy and stuff like that for me 
to fix, and we'll get to some of that. Yeah, and sorry to interrupt you. Let's go back to, yeah. I just want people to have a kind of a, yeah. a, a mental picture of, of what you look like. Yeah, yeah. So then and now. Very t- yeah. So I um, then decided to kind of do some research on my own, and I just Googling, like Google diets, I came across the paleo diet, which I knew absolutely nothing about. I'd known... And also, I don't have any um, heavy friends, especially mm-hmm. at the time. All of my friends were very thin, fit, went to the gym. Um, so I didn't really have anyone to call and say, hey, what have you, what diets have you ever done? Sure. You know? Um, so I looked at the paleo diet and I was like, uh, you know, that kind of looks really hard. I don't, I don't know what to do here. Maybe not sustainable for Maybe you. Maybe not something that works for my life. So I went on Weight Watchers and I purchased T25 because I was not about to go into a gym anywhere. That was not going to happen. So that was at home, a video so that series was, you yep, could watch? It's okay. a beach body program, mm-hmm. something you, you know, uh, like a DVD came in a DVD set, um, and the very first day, I will I for, will remember it as if it's yesterday. I lasted a minute and a half in T25. Wow. And I chose T25 because it was 25 minutes, and I thought, that's going to be so easy. I can do 25 minutes a day. Then I started to do jumping jacks and realized I could do about two. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wow, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Just way too intense and too Just, fast. And It was hard, mm-hmm. and it hurt, and it was like my... I also... Um, this is something that's hard to say out loud, but I also was a pack-a-day smoker. I smoked cigarettes oh, a pack-a-day, wow. and I decided to quit smoking. You were just doing everything bad. Yeah, I was doing everything bad, and I think, you know, I had, my early 20s, I had gone through a lot of traumatic things in my life, and so I think I was just trying to figure it all out, and the mistake I made then was trying to do it alone. You know, that was the one of the worst mistakes I made, but also the best decisions, because I've learned so much you know, from it. So no, may I ask? Yeah. Am I at liberty to ask yeah. you what that, no, yeah, traumatic absolutely. things were? Um, so my oldest son, um, he has a, we call him the sperm donor. He has a dad that's not in his life. Um, his dad now adopted him. This is something we've shared with him, with my son, um, that we've talked about. And so that relationship that I had, it, there was some physical abuse there. So I had to pack everything I had in one suitcase and move in with my parents and start over at the age of 21 with a three-month-old child. So, I mean, I had four outfits that my mom took me down to Walmart to purchase because, well, I had moved to Michigan with him to start a life and um, he basically uh, beat the crap out of me in a garage and the cop came and sat next to me and basically said, you you know, you have a baby. What are you going to choose? The next time I'm here, you're probably going to be, you know, dead. So I made the choice to call my parents, whom, by the way, I had lied to and told them that I was in a totally different state. Oh, boy. You know, so, um, you know, my parents have really always bailed me out of some really hard times. Um, I have a very strong family base. When I was in my 20s, my family was very supportive and very helpful. So when, you know, they flew me home um, from Michigan... And really helped me start my life over with my son. And then I met someone three months later and married him. So I made a lot of mistakes when I was young because I thought I had to. I thought I had to have this specific image of life, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a baby, so I have to be married because that is, you know, what you do. So I did. Um, And the blessing that I got out of that is both of my boys, you know, have the same dad 
you know, he adopted my oldest son and he is a fantastic dad. And so that really played like a full circle and was absolutely amazing in that. So they're both very, so, you know, lucky and we have a great relationship. Um, but you know, I got married just really young for all the wrong reasons and did a lot of hard stuff. And a lot of that stuff I didn't even deal with emotionally until I was 30, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, a lot of that played into eating and the depression and yeah. not even knowing that I was depressed because it was like not even know you know, I didn't deal with any of that hard stuff I handled at 21. Well, wow, that's a lot to go through. Yeah, so it was a, a lot to go through and so I think um, that played a part into why I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. It was, you know, something that just sure. made me feel better. It sure. was it dealing was, with the stress. Yeah, it was what it was. So when I started that very first day of T25, and like I said, I literally remember it like it was yesterday. I remember being so defeated and thinking, well, I'm not doing this. I'll just stay fat and get sick because mm-hmm. I'm not doing not that. Not worth it if it's that hard. Yeah, it's not, it's too hard. And I think a lot of people, sorry to interrupt you, is I think they do give up because they yeah. try things, whether that's with their diet, so to speak, Absolutely. their new eating plan or their workout yeah. program. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. And it's, you know, something that I always say is unfair is it is so easy to get heavy and it is so hard to, to move it the other way. And it's an unfair thing and it's something that your brain will never accept that it's going to take you time. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing when you go on any kind of lifestyle change or diet or, you know, whatever you want to call it is you don't realize that time isn't your friend. You want this expectation of of how you want to look and all these things and odds are you know every human is different just because you know bobby did it doesn't mean stephanie is going to do it in the same time bobby did exactly it. and that's exactly. something you know that's um hard so i i can get off track so easily okay. and tell and a million I, stories <laughs> well and I'm, I'm letting you so i'm gonna rein it i'm gonna rein it back in yeah. a little bit so Basically, you have started this change, and you've started these mm-hmm. workouts. Yeah. They're they're just too hard. What yeah. about nutritionally? What so were you changing? I wasn't. So I went on Weight Watchers, which for me at the time was probably the best decision. And I always suggest something like that because I wasn't, I didn't know or have the education to. I also couldn't have just given everything up. You know, stopped everything. So what I did was I did Weight Watchers, and I just ate less. And Weight Watchers taught me how bad certain things was mm-hmm. were. So, like, when I went to Olive Garden, I would usually get the full platter of the chicken Alfredo. But mm-hmm. I learned that that was 32 points, and 32 points was how many points I got for the whole day. Sure. So, I was slowly learning, like, oh, wow, what I'm eating is what I should be having in a whole day. So, I did Weight Watchers. So, you were um, being conscious of your portions, and were you correct. also being conscious of the quality of food you were eating absolutely not which is why I was still getting sick okay so then basically what happened is I continued to get sick for probably the next four months I want to say and Mm -hmm. so what what happened is I um didn't want pain medication I didn't want to keep going to the hospital and having hospital bills so I would just suffer through it I would go to bed and I would you know not sleep for four hours and then I would go to work in the back of your mind did you hear that I, doctor saying you're fat and you need to change the way you eat? No. If okay. I'm being totally honest, I don't think I cared. I liked the food more than I wanted to make the change. Wow. I just so wasn't. Even though you were still getting sick. Yeah, even though I was still getting sick, I just wasn't ready. And then this is going to sound the craziest of it all, but I literally woke up one day and just said, okay, 
I'm ready to do it all. I've enough is enough. I've had it. I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't mm-hmm. get sick anymore. Had nothing to do with my body. It had to do with I physically just couldn't get sick on the bathroom floor of my mm-hmm. house anymore. Food is so powerful, isn't it? It's it's, it's so it's, crazy. I tell I've told people for almost thirty years it's it's really like a drug. It's its own drug. It absolutely. Has, it has drug like effects, right? The absolutely. Different, the different yeah. hormones and chemicals that um, that we can talk about yeah. later or another time. Yeah. So now you've hit rock bottom. Hit rock bottom. And yep. So now what? So where, where do you go? It's tax time. You know, you're gonna get your tax money back. Um, so I woke up. I said, okay, I'm going 100% paleo. I'm cutting it all out. Dairy, sugars, grain. I'm gonna follow the paleo to a T. Um, I purchased a bunch of paleo books off of Amazon, and at this time, I had just started a new job, and one of the girls was training for her first uh, bodybuilding competition, so I was like, I'm going to go to CrossFit, I'm going to do this, I'm going to hire a personal trainer, so I did. I hired a personal trainer. This is another one of those days where I remember like yesterday. Um, I got there. I had just smoked a cigarette. I hadn't quit smoking yet. Just smoked a cigarette. Hey, one thing of, at a time. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, get out of the car. And she has written on a board all the things to do, which is like 100 burpees, um, oh 500 goodness. meter dash. I think there was some jumping jacks in there and some pull-ups. And you were willing to do this. And I was like, yeah, here we go. Well, I got this. I'm going to do it. I did one round. I'm surprised you made it that just, far. Oh, no, no, no. Just the run. Just It was just the the first part was a run, which, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to, to say it so that people know how far it was because it's not that far at all, you know. But for you, it was. For me, it was. But for it you, wasn't. it was eternity. I mean, it you was. Had, you were two people or three. It was absolutely insane. And I had already lost almost 80 pounds okay. at this point in time, you know, on Weight Watchers and the T25. Oh, okay. Before you started the working Before out. Before I started okay. the working out. Okay. So I already lost some weight. So that's why I thought, I, I got this. I'm going to do this. So you had lost 80 of the 192 almost, pounds. Almost 80. Okay. Yeah. Which I, is fantastic. Which was, and I did it. And the one regret I have, which I would tell people is, on your day one, no matter how heavy you are, take a photo, put it in your hidden album so you don't have to look at it, do yep. a side-by-side, do your back. Because I would definitely agree with that. It, I mean, that's front, how you know. Yeah, I would do I would do a front side and back Absolutely. shot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you know, weirdly for me, my stomach is where, even to this day, if I gain weight, it goes right to my stomach. Mm-hmm. And so weirdly, mm-hmm. I always did the side photos because it was yep. just like, there was something about that angle. Um, so anyways, so I'd already lost some weight. Um, I had done T25 kind of like on and off, but it was just kind of too hard for yeah. me because it was cardio yeah. and it was like hit, you know, cardio. Not everything's for everyone. And it wasn't for me. Um, so I went to CrossFit with my personal trainer. I did this and I told her, I said, and she's so sweet, um, you know, but she's just not. You know, it's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, well, you if you want it, you have to do it. And I said, well, but I do want it. But I this is I can't do this. This is going to make me throw up. And she's like, oh, we all have thrown up and oh, done boy. it. And I thought, okay. So I did that for two weeks. Um, and then I gave up. 
because every time I went there, I wasn't able to complete and there were people around. So it was like, here I was with this personal trainer, but it was also part of a class. And all these other people were fit. Probably felt like you were trying to join the Navy SEALs or something. And it was, I think what it was is I just felt like everybody was staring at me. Yeah. And so it just, every time I left there, I left crying and I just thought, God, I really am just... I'm never going to be fit. I'm never going to be able to do it. I can't do this. So I went to work and I told my girlfriend who was just, you know, bringing her bags of food every day. And I'm like, God, you are so crazy. Like, why are you so into it? You know, that's what I. Yeah. So and I told her, I said, I'm done doing it. I've spent $800. I spent all my tax money. You know, I don't have the money to do this. I can't do it. I'm done. She said, you're not done. She said, do you want to lose weight? And I said, yeah, I do. And she's like, all right, tomorrow. We're going to go to the gym together. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I don't know how to use anything in the gym. Mm -hmm. She said, come to the gym with me. Give me a chance. I was like... Fantastic. Okay, here we go. That's a good friend. She... I tell... Her name is Cam Castro. I tell her all the time. She is 100% the reason I am where I am today. And she has never left my side, even Mm. to this day. She took me to the gym. And she showed me how to use every single machine in that gym. And then even on the days where I I thought I was professional, you know, like six or seven months had gone by and I was still consistent, she'd be like, (laughs) you're doing that wrong. She would come right over and say, nope, you need to do it this way or you're going to hurt this muscle. You're going to do this, you know. Um, So she taught me how to eat paleo. She taught me how to work out in the gym. And she said, keep doing this and have one cheat meal a week. Whatever you can have in a meal is your cheat meal and that's what you do. Yeah. Because like, that's sustainable, right? Absolutely. And, and it I, worked. I'm a big fan of one to two treat meals a yeah. week myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this is this is just quite a story, um, Stephanie. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, I, I hadn't heard. You know, yeah. I knew a little bit about you, but this is all incredibly interesting yeah. for myself as well. So now you're on this journey going to the gym. Yeah. You're probably looking forward to it because it's something that you are conquering on a daily basis. And or... I've become addicted to. Okay. Like the, the, I saw results so quickly mm-hmm. and I saw changes. What kind so of results did you see? Mentally, mostly. So, uh-huh. I mean, I saw results in my body, but all of a sudden I was just like so happy and so bubbly to the point where people literally called me the pink bubble gum because I was just so and my personality naturally has always been I'm very outgoing very bubbly but here I was staying consistent to a plan and here I am just like losing pounds so and how long ago was this how many years ago so or months I'm from, assuming years but from the very beginning day one it's been a total of almost six years okay. that it's taken me to lose 192 pounds mm-hmm. um my most progression where I've lost the most inches and I think the best year would probably be 2019. Okay. 2018, 2019 are where I really formed and shaped my body. Um, and I did it with no cardio. I didn't even start doing cardio until I went into prep. So I didn't. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I didn't know this, um, but I'm a big fan of prioritizing resistance training over cardiovascular training, which the bottom line is is that weight training can be cardiovascular. Absolutely. If you do it the so, right So it's a combination for yeah. you of the gym, prefer, specifically weight training, in addition to changes in your eating. Absolutely. So the paleo thing worked for you yep, and, and continues still, to work for you. So the paleo thing worked for me mostly because as soon as I cut dairy out of my life, I mm-hmm. haven't been sick. Okay. So, so that was and, a big... You know, and I, I'll just say that we're all different, right? So right. whether it's 
whether it's dairy or whether it's soy or whether yeah. it's wheat or there, there are a lot of different things that affect people differently. Absolutely. And so for you, probably the biggest was the dairy. Yeah, that was, absolutely. That's what was really making you throw up. Even, you know, now if I go, you know, say I fall off the wagon as we call it, I can't fall off the wagon very long because I'll get sick and I can feel my body mm-hmm. does it. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, it's like I have these conversations with my body. Um, but dairy was um, the one that did it for me. And since then, I've gone to a, a different doctor where I have an egg allergy, so I can't eat eggs. Eggs make me also very sick. And I was never allergic to them mm-hmm. as a kid or in my early 20s. So I can't do dairy and I can't do eggs. Um well, many times it's the foods that people eat too much of right, that they become absolutely. allergic to. Yep. They just do too much of it. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So six years. So it's taken you six years to get to this point. Yeah. So I want to ask you some specific questions. Sure. How many days a week do you go to the gym? Um, so this is a, a funny question. When I started training with my coach because I have a coach Mm -hmm. um in 2019 I was in the gym six days a week right now I'm just now getting back you know since the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. I kind of fell off the wagon I guess you would call it sure a lot Um, of people have so before all of that I was in the gym six days a week and I only took one day off Mm -hmm. something that I have learned is I will probably have to do that for the rest of my life for my mental health Mm -hmm. first is what comes most importantly but for my physical health if I want to have those cheat meals and I want to have that fun with my girlfriends and my kids gotta put in the work I have to balance I have to balance and the older I get now the harder it is you know I've gained about 11 pounds in the pandemic and I thought it's gonna fall off because it did before but it's a little bit harder I also give myself a little bit more now than I did you know, before. So on average, when I'm not in prep and I'm just living my life, my goal is two times a day, at least five days a week. So two times a day. So I have, I do some kind of fasted cardio now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is, I have a spin bike and I just love spinning. So I do 30 to 45 minutes of spinning. As soon as I wake up, I literally have to do it as I roll out of the bed or it's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. If I, don't, yeah, if I don't do it right away, it won't happen. And if I don't do that fasted spin, I probably won't make it to the gym. I don't know why those are connected. I think it has to do with me being a, like a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I learned that from my job. But a robot and certain things that work for me. Routine, I like, can, be, routine yes. can be great. Some yes. people may not want to do it, but I think it can be very yeah. important. And as long as I follow those, so at least five days a week, two times, um, at, you know, would you say that your nutrition is more important or that your exercise is more important or are they pretty equally important? I would say, um, so two things. I would say your nutrition is more important um, because it's the harder of the two evils to change. I would so agree. So nutrition is one of the hardest things. You know, when I have people come and ask me like, hey, what's your advice? And I'm like, you need to figure out how to eat first because once you figure that out, Adding in an exercise routine or the gym, like that's a fun part for most people, mm-hmm. especially if you start at your own um, your own pace, your own way. You know, you're not comparing yourself. That's like the fun part of it. The nutrition part is hard. It comes with prepping your food, deciding what to have, you know, all of that stuff. So I would say nutrition is m- the most important of the two choices. Yeah, and I would agree. I think... Uh 
Without a doubt it is. I've, I've told people for a long, long time, I said, you can't out-exercise a right. poor diet. Right. Absolutely. How important is sleep to you? Oh, I think that sleep is more important than your nutrition. And I, I agree with that as well, yeah. I, um, so I'm a 911 dispatcher. We haven't really talked about that. Okay, so, police dispatcher. Yep. So I have worked graves for the last seven years. I just oh, wow. now went to days for the last six months. So something that I have learned is sleep. Um, when I was on Graves, I was averaging at the most five hours of sleep. That was on a good day. Oh, boy. But at the most, it was three to four hours. You know, I had two kids. I had to take them to school mm. and then pick them up from school. So now that I'm on days, I find it harder to make it to the gym, but mm. I'm getting more sleep and my nutrition is good. Mm-hmm. So trying to find that balance. But sleep is so important because you can't really invest into your physical well-being if you're not rested. Absolutely, yeah. And just for those... You know, listening, a bare minimum of seven hours really is so important. And if we're not getting enough sleep, then we're producing a lot of stress hormones, specifically cortisol, which is going to make you hold on to more body fat. And it's also going to make you crave more junk food. Absolutely. I think, too, I didn't realize how grumpy... I mm-hmm. was off of five hours of sleep. <laughs> you know, that also played into a part of like you try and survive off of caffeine and sugar in your foods. and But a, a lot of it is you're just tired. So you don't want to make your food. You know, it's easier to go through a drive-thru or pick some food up. Sure. And that's just easy because you're tired and you have to invest what you have into other things like working, being yeah. a mom or, you know, whatever it is you do. So, so Stephanie... I want to ask, so you had gotten down to 170 pounds, mm-hmm. you're at about 180 now. Yeah. What are your goals, other goals? Yeah, what absolutely. Do you, what do you see yourself doing now? So since I started this, once I lost 100 pounds, um, I wanted to do what Cam was doing. So she got on stage and she did this bodybuilding competition and I was like, that is cool. That is so cool. It's so admirable. Um, And so I, for five years, have been working towards this goal. And during the pandemic, I was 11 weeks into prep. And so for people listening, if you know what that means, you know that is like so amazing. Um, Good for you. That's an incredible It was an incredible feeling. It was so many good things about it. Um, you know, I've really had to wrap my mind around starting all of that over because I'm really starting from scratch. You know, gaining 11 pounds after being in prep is a huge, that's mm-hmm. a huge body change. Well, especially for you being five foot two. Absolutely. And- it's a huge, um, it's been a, it's been a mental thing. So my goal is for 2021 to be on stage. Um, I have an amazing coach that I've hired back again who has given me some really awesome tools to use. Um, Honestly, it's been a lot harder than I thought it would be. Uh, I think I've said, you know, day one is going to be tomorrow for a lot of time. (laughs) Like, for, you know, a couple months now. Um, And that's just, you know, I'm giving myself some grace. But the goal is summer of 2021, which is, you know, seven months away, I want to be on the stage. So we're talking July or August. And Good for you. Something I did before is I gave myself an unrealistic stage goal. I'm not doing that. I'm giving myself seven months to be ready because, you know, 18, 18 weeks of that, which is, you know, a little over three months, is prep. Yeah, that's and intense. Is intense. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a real... 
I've done a few yeah. nat- natural bodybuilding contests myself, and I, I can I can tell I can tell you that it's incredibly difficult, especially yeah. the food. Yeah, that's um, the hardest part, I think. But I, I hope and I assume that you're really proud of yourself, yeah. the journey that you've had. Yeah. And, you know, and so anything in to me for you, I can't imagine what you've gone through, uh, physically or mentally. But I would think that because of everything in your rearview mirror that looking out that windshield is very, very bright and doable and achievable yeah. for you. You know, it's it's funny because most, 90% of the time, that is actually 100% how it is. I am very proud of myself. Who I am today is most certainly not who I was in my early 20s or my 20s in general. Losing weight changes you mentally, Mm -hmm. physically. It changes a lot of things for you. You build a lot of strength in a lot of different kind of ways. You know, I've had a lot of life things happen. I've been divorced, remarried, you know, bought a house. A lot of things have happened in, you know, a seven-year time frame. So you shed off that weight and you think to yourself, well, you've probably, like, you should be so proud and things should be great. But there's still this person inside of me, too, like... For example, yesterday I went and did some shopping. I still to this day shop as if I'm 360 pounds. So I'll pull things off the shelf. And I was with my girlfriend. She's like, you aren't that size anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'll still pull things, you know, so it's an interesting. So that mental imprint, you still picture yourself that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And only when I'm in like a slump stage. So I've only fallen off the wagon a couple times. And they've all been recently. So in six years, I really stayed the course. I stayed very strong. I stayed, you know, I know that I can't go out to eat every day because I don't have the uh, structure to say no or the strength. I know that about myself. I know that I can't have one Oreo because I'll be 15 deep. I know that, so I just don't do it. Um, I'm that way with the chips, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Chips are wonderful. So I really just am trying to be proud of myself, but I'm also trying to be very honest and brutal and blunt with myself Mm -hmm. that I have to make changes. And so some of the things that I'm going to do for myself are I will not be going out to eat. My next cheat will be Thanksgiving. I, I, this is going to sound very hardcore, I guess, but I don't deserve a cheat meal right now because Mm -hmm. I can't control it. Mm -hmm. So I won't be having one until Thanksgiving. So I know that from, you know, this point forward until Thanksgiving, I'm going to work as hard as I can because I have to get that mental stability back and I know it's going to take me about a month. Good for you. So what would you say, what's your biggest advice if you could, if you know, you're talking to a lot of folks out there, what, what's, what's the advice, maybe specifically for women, but it can yeah. be for men as well. Yeah. What's, what's, um, what's kind of the key advice for them to stay committed and to really maybe reach their goals. That it's going to be hard. And so accepting that from the very beginning is like, okay, I know this is gonna be hard, but let's take it at my pace. Like, you know, whatever your own pace is is the best thing that you can possibly do. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because that is only going to fail you and not by any fault of your own. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of the world that we live in. So find your own pace. And um, as far as like physical activity, so something I did that I just think works so well is if you are heavy set and you're ready to start out in the exercise world, start with 10 minutes yep. and then add a minute every Absolutely. day or every couple days. Yeah. 
do not start with 30 or 45 minutes. Even myself, who's been in the fit world, I start at 20 minutes on the spin bike. I start at 20, and give it your all for 10 minutes. You know, don't just 10 minutes, you know, give it nothing. It's about progress, right? Absolutely. It's not about perfection. Yeah, and take some time off if you need it. You know, the Mm -hmm. mental part of all of this is the hardest part. The mental and emotional part of how you feel about your body and how you feel about other people looking at your body. Um, I will also say going from being heavy to fit and you know back and forth is 98% of the people in the gyms are never staring at you. No. We, Ever. We, we think they are, but the bottom yeah, but line is they, they've got their own thing going they on. They are probably and, yeah. tracking their micro macros and Facebooking and listen, you know, they're doing yep. their own thing. This is their time in the gym, yeah. just like it's yours. So sometimes we let what we think other people are thinking about us ruin what we're doing for ourselves. And it's like, we got to, we got to try and control that a little bit because, you know, and we see people in the gym who are really pretty and even myself, I see yeah. people, I'm like, Absolutely. I don't want to look like that. And it's like, okay, well. Stop focusing on what's over there and continue your workout and maybe yeah. you'll get there. You know, it's like as humans, we're going to compare ourselves. That's, I don't think something will ever change. It's just finding control and not letting that ruin what you're doing for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of the world that we live in, right? So yeah. It's the magazines. Yeah. It's the TV. Absolutely. It's whatever. It's yeah. what's on our phones and um, Instagram and what have you, Facebook. Yeah. It's really easy to get wrapped up in Too easy. those illusions of... Yeah what we think we can look like. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love to maybe have my hair back. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I'm bald. <laughs> so I have to accept that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that is something too. I think we said, you know, in the very beginning is you make this unrealistic goal for mm-hmm. yourself and you don't realize that it's unrealistic until you continue to not reach it. Yep. So if you start with something realistic, little pieces at a time, Absolutely, and I I wanted to touch on that a little bit, is that so many people dangle a big carrot way out there, so maybe, whatever it is, let's say it's 50 pounds, they stay focused on that number so much that, in my opinion, they really need to look at daily and weekly, don't get too wrapped up in the scale, the scale can lie, right, because our bodies are almost 70% water, and so you might gain a little weight or lose a little weight, and it might just be water that's going on, so... I, I strongly recommend people don't become a slave to a scale. Yeah. And number one, go by how you feel. And yeah. two, maybe you know, by how your clothes are fitting you. And I personally have, and I am very honest about this, I personally have a scale addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that I have gotten around, I mean, when I was in prep and when I was going into prep, and go, I mean, I was getting on the scale, you know, 10 to 11 times a day. Every single day. Oh, my god! So I would actually tell my husband, like, can you please take this scale and hide it from me? Yes. So now I do get on the scale every morning. Um, I've slowly, I think photos are what have really helped me get behind that. So I take a photo, even now off the wagon, I take a photo almost every single Sunday to compare it to the Sunday before to remind me, okay, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of are getting off the wagon here, but the best part about it is I get to look at myself five months ago and know, all right, I did that once, I can do that again. Because we're going to fall off the wagon. We're humans. We're never going to be perfect forever. Yes, exactly. And the scale is something that I just, I never understand. When I was in prep, my, my weight didn't move, but my body changed every yeah. six days. Yeah. 
So and like substantial changes, like big changes. So the scale is just well, a pound of muscle burns three times as much, three times as many calories as a pound of fat. So a lot I didn't of people, yeah. So muscle is so powerful. That's yeah. one of the one of the main reasons that yeah. we need to do resistance exercise, whether that's in a gym or whether that's at home. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, whether yeah. it's dumbbells or kettlebells or barbells or machines or bands or there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, well, I could talk to you all day, yeah. um, <laughs> Stephanie, but I'm I'm going to wrap this up. I just want to commend you. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I yeah. feel very honored that you're willing to tell us your story. Yeah, happy it's to a, tell it. Hopefully a, it helps. Oh, I think it will. It's a, yeah. it's a remarkable story. Um, Sometimes I forget how amazing of a story it is until I... You know, tell it. Most people in my life know that story, and I share it so often. So sometimes I forget. It is kind of cool that I've lost that much weight in six years. You know, and oh, it's you know, yeah. I it's uh, it's fantastic. And as I was saying earlier, I've been doing this for almost thirty years, and I've worked with hundreds of clients uh, as a personal trainer and nutritional consultant. And I've had people lose fifty, sixty, seventy yeah. pounds, but you lost twice almost mm-hmm. three times that yeah. uh, as a relatively small person so again just uh great job yeah, good on you. you for sticking yeah. to it and uh i'm looking forward to your new goals yes uh, me too me and too maybe we can get you back on here yeah. again yeah that'd be awesome i'd love <laughs> to talk about some prepper you know talk about how the stage was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well thanks again stephanie and uh we appreciate you yeah thank you This podcast is brought to you by the popular books, Wellness Toolbox 1 and 2. These books are available on Amazon as well as at local Durango, Colorado merchants. Purchase your copies today.